Milner. Can he tee up someone in red? And he goes towards Lundgren. Hello and welcome to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me, as always, is Matt Hartgrove. Um, we have bad news about Logan. It seems like he uh, decided to quit after City won the title. Um, apparently, he just, at this point, it doesn't matter anymore. He's like a coach or a player that retires once they win the title. He's like, ah, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm good. Logan um, will be back. Logan will be back, I believe, in early August uh, when we start previewing the next season. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We don't know when he'll be back, but uh, he will be back at some point. Uh, he's uh, just taking another day, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> he hasn't responded to any of our messages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, he, he had, the, he had uh, previous plans. So we are moving onward and upward. Peace. He's somewhere around the world right now. Yes, around a particular world in the southern United States. Um, All right, let's talk some... Man, I do want to just shout out real quick. Congratulations to Leicester City for winning their first ever FA Cup. Uh, That's a great result for them. Some great... uh, Just a, a good moment for the fans that the fans... We'll never forget. Uh, like I said, la- was it last week? I think we talked about it. Um, for me, that's bigger than making top four in the sense of like fans memory wise. You know, you could look at it maybe financially or look at it for the health of the club wise and say, well, top four would be uh, better because of them being able to recruit more players, get more money type of thing. But for me, when we're talking about the fan aspect of it, you know, the people that were able to go and were in Wembley seeing their team beat Chelsea uh, is something they'll probably never forget. And man, will we talk about Chelsea's not so very bad week that they've had, not so very good, whatever that Disney movie is, uh, bad week that Chelsea's <laughs> had. Um, so we'll talk about that and how it can get even worse in the coming days here. But uh, what was your thoughts on Leicester winning the FA Cup? Yeah, it was exciting for him. <clears throat> I know when you're talking about uh, how you view it, like in memories of fans, <clears throat> I know I'm more of a finance person. So I always, I always care more about what's financially better for the team. Um, so I think I was, that's why I was on the other end of the talk we did last week. No, yeah, I get it. <clears throat> um but it is exciting for them. I, I don't personally know what it's like to win an FA Cup because Liverpool kind of just don't care about that tournament. <laughs> um, so I've never really gotten to pay more attention than probably like round four is usually when they get knocked out. Um, <laughs> but it's I'll tell you, soon Soon Chelsea fans won't know what it's like to win an FA Cup <laughs> the way that they're going. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's definitely exciting. It is. It's also fun to see somebody other than like Man City or Arsenal or... United winning. I know. I think it was. It wasn't the FA Cup that Wigan won. Was that the? It was the FA Cup 2013. Was it? I rem- that was the yeah. other. I do remember kind that of paying a attention one. a little bit to that because it was such a big deal for a team like that. Um, basically, and I, they got European football still from it back then, right? Yeah, yeah, they got into yeah, Europe. So it's, so it's definitely. Obviously, it's it's fun. It's it's great for Leicester. It's it's it is one of those things that's great for the sport too, because you do want to see somebody, obviously, other than the big six, you know, the the top six named teams winning trophies. Um, 
And so it, it, it's fun. And I, I, it was great watching the game with the fans. I think, I think what's exciting about getting through this past weekend is that that is pretty much the end of fanless games. Yes. You know, it's, <clears throat> and so I think that's, it's, it was such a big deal to get to see people enjoying the game and actually celebrating that their team won and honest and even the controversial calls you know they celebrated Chelsea celebrated goal to tie it and then it gets called back and then Leicester fans are celebrating the overturn and we just haven't gotten to see that and it felt like a nice little return to normalcy sports wise yeah um pretty much on par with the uh, VAR situation that we've seen all season <laughs> with this game. Um, I, I know a lot of Chelsea fans oh, yeah. asking for the Leicester goal to be overturned because it hitting his hand. Um, though there is some language in the law that talks about if it hits his another body part first, but it, it's a confusing law because of the way it's written. But for yeah, me, was- I, I'd rather see that get. I'd rather see it not get called because. You cannot really control if it hits your knee and then hits your hand. Like, you're kind of out of luck, right? Like, that is not something you can be, like, planning for, really. Because it's a way that it deflects off of you. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's different. And I, I think that would have been really bad to overturn. The Chelsea goal, uh, I I can kind of see him being off. But it's one of those things where... Again, the, so the way that MLS usually does it, it has to be kind of... MLS focuses more on clear and obvious where they don't draw the lines. So if they look at it and they don't see enough to overturn what was on the field, they will not do it. And I think that is what the EPL has to start doing because uh, with it, um, you know, when it's like that, when it when it's that close, it is very hard to like draw lines and just be like, well, there you go. And, and especially when they're always talking about the shoulder patch and he's not even scoring by the shoulder patch. It's just bizarre. And, uh, you know, this is not me saying this as a Chelsea fan, because I was actually really happy that Lester (laughs) won this cup actually, because I think, you know, this is this Lester is a team. I saw a tweet about this. They are the team that really scared the big six into doing this Super League stuff is teams like Leicester that can come out of nowhere. They won the EPL a few years ago, and they're consistently in a top-four race. They just won the FA Cup. Like That's scary to the big six because you have clubs like Arsenal and Tottenham that are becoming more irrelevant as it goes, and uh, especially Arsenal. And uh, <laughs> that is a problem for those clubs because Leicester can potentially at some point catapult themselves into, look, this big six used to be a big four. And before that, it was probably more of a big three, a big two. And what, who's to say we don't have a big seven soon that we're saying, and it's Leicester city included into it. Yeah. They won more trophies than Tottenham recently. (laughs) A lot of teams have. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that was, uh, you know, congratulations, Leicester. I'm just happy for the fans of that you know, that city and that team, uh, getting to see them lift this. I was also kind of like bitter that Pulisic didn't really start and didn't come on till the 68th minute. So I was like, uh, you know what? That's what you get for not, for not playing him. But <laughs> there you go. Leicester city FA cup champions. All right. So let's get over to the premier league stuff that we got to talk about here. Um, Exciting finishes for top four spots. Uh, you know, City's already wrapped up the title. They didn't do that. No, I guess we should mention that too. No, we joked about it. No. We joked about it with Logan, <laughs> uh, without us having Logan. But last week when we recorded, they were held off for another like day. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday that they wrapped it up then with a, uh, it was whatever day. Uh, United, was, uh, right to Leicester, which was Tuesday. Tuesday. It was literally the day after we recorded. So uh, City won the title. Only got yeah. uh, what two games left? Um, yeah. Was that three and four years? Yeah, Exciting. they already matched uh, Chelsea's Premier League titles. Chelsea has five. Man City has five now. Jeez. That's... <laughs> 
It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, I, I know it's, it, it's probably not a popular opinion, but I, I do sometimes fear they're going to turn it to like a Bayern type of deal because it, it does take a lot to maintain their level of talent and, and competitiveness. Like it, I think I do think once Pep leaves, it'll fall apart. Well, if that means win the Champions League and then he's gone, then Hopefully. I'm, I might be rooting for City. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> think it'll ever be as bad as the German League, but I do think you might see this thing where they don't win it next year, they win it the year after, they don't win it the year after that, they win it the year after that type of thing because they'll just be consistently... Um, it's their talent. up at the top. Just, it, they they have more talent than any team in the Premier League. I mean, you can just look at their bench and like. And will they be pull. adding Kane? Yeah, Kane <laughs> has to leave uh, Spurs today. Apparently, if that's to yeah, be believed. Yeah, I would say I don't. That part, I, I don't know how much I believe that yet. I do think he wants to leave, but that seems to be too far fetched, too like too out there right now. Like the season's not over. They are still in pole position for Europa next year, which I know isn't great, but it's better than kind of where you figured they were better at. Better than the what Europa Conference League or whatever. Yeah, they just <laughs> yeah they just they, unless something crazy unless something absolutely crazy happens, all they got to do is win their last two games and they're in Europa. They West Ham have to like seriously, <laughs> they have to outscore them by thirteen goals if both teams win both their games. So I don't. I don't think that. Yeah, this shows this shows seventh place enters the Europa Conference League on FOTMOB. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I've been keeping track of it. ESPN. So seven is the max that a league can have. Okay. And because because City won Carabao, and because Leicester, Leicester and Chelsea, Leicester and Chelsea are both within the top. I guess top five. Then that mm-hmm. move, that guaranteed it moving to sixth. I think. I think if like Leicester would have been in eighth or ninth, then I don't think sixth would have gotten Europa. But maybe, maybe they would have. I don't know. It's yeah. way too the way ThoughtMob has it here is that uh, the top four would be Champions League, five and six would be Europa, and seventh is Europa Conference League. That's the new league uh, for people that don't know. That's the new. Uh, I think they said they'll play Thursdays as well. Um, Look, that, that'll be fun for West Ham still, I think. Maybe. I mean, maybe they'll think... I, I think it'll be fun for the fans. The players might get a little uh, worn out uh, with the Europa Conference League. They may not have a good league, like a good season next year. But I think, you know, facing some of those teams in the Conference League... I, you know, like, I think having European Knights for West Ham would be probably fun for them, I would assume. They would definitely be a favorite because reading more about it um they're all very small teams yeah yeah it's it's only five teams from the the main countries go and it's pretty much the seventh place team in all of those countries i think a couple it's the sixth um and then it it does sound like europa the third place in the group stage might drop down similar to how champions yeah i think so um so i mean it's it's gonna be a lot of small teams so it wouldn't really shock me to see like obviously the seventh uh, the main teams end up you know competing for the title and then the winner gets Europa League the next season so yeah a, so if West Ham did win it that's great for them they win a trophy you get a piece of trophy you move up into the Europa League because you're probably not going to qualify into that by the league standings next year yeah because a lot of times you know playing on like Thursday Sundays is very draining for a lot of teams and especially with a team like West Ham where they don't have as much financial capability to uh you know to be able to put together a squad that'll be deep enough to help them with that. Yeah. And you know and it's not it's not guaranteed yet which is what's kind of exciting. Technically Everton and Arsenal are still in it. Yeah. Um it would take a lot. Uh but and West Ham don't really have a tough schedule, uh, so. and they can move. They can move up to where Spurs are in six, and Spurs could fall down. I mean, it's theoretical. West Ham could actually still get Champions League, but it would take it would take a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, still... they could. Yeah, they could. Yeah, I would say the only thing that's guaranteed right now is the top five are guaranteed European football. So after Everton lost 
um, it guaranteed Liverpool can't drop below seventh. That's good so for that's, Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's, uh, uh, their games are like freaking awesome. It's hard. It's terrifying to watch. I got so scared. Well, the good thing is we don't have to talk about uh, the relegation fight. We don't have to talk about mid-table stuff. So we'll just focus on the top half of the table this <laughs> this week. Uh, so Manchester United, like we just talked about, gave City the title by losing to Leicester. Leicester won 2-1. to one. I don't feel uh, like a lot of people talk about that enough. Like I, I know that they didn't have a lot of decisions, but it did feel very like... And it didn't matter, clearly, but it was... I feel like a lot of people would get more upset in like normal circumstances. Could you imagine if it was, I don't know. I just, they weren't going to win it, but like they did. You mean with their lineup? Win. Yeah. Well, I get it, but yeah, I can't blame United for this. Cause then they had to play two days later and then they had to, I, if anything, you have to blame the FA or the fans who caused the delay, the original yeah. Uh, and look, even so, with some of the squad, you have, uh, you know, Juan Mata, uh, you know, he, he's he's good. Mason Greenwood's had some good seasons. Matic has had good, some good seasons. Van de Beek, everybody was talking about him before he came in. He finally gets a chance to play. He doesn't really impress all that much. So there's still had some quality there. But, yeah, it's... Uh... And look, Leicester still only beat them by one goal. So it wasn't... And, and had less possession. No. Yeah. Now they had a lot more shots than United, so that's that's something. But uh, yeah, uh, Leicester win that one. Luke Thomas is on the score sheet. Mason Greenwood is on the score sheet, and Soyuncu, if I said that right, uh, I, I Soyuncu. Yeah, Soyuncu. There we go. Every time they say it, I feel like they say it a different way. Uh, that's the sixty-sixth <laughs> minute. So like, always trying to listen to hear like how they pronounce it. You know, he uh, needs to cut his hair. That's listen. what he. He needs to cut his hair. That's what he needs to do. Uh, Southampton beat Crystal Palace. We're not going to spend too much time on that. Arsenal beat Chelsea. Um, off a very bad... So this, you know, this goal is credited to Smith Rowe and assisted by Obama Yang, but really should be assisted by Jorginho with that bad back pass that he made to... Uh, yeah, that was... That was, that was bad. And uh, that's all she wrote. 68% possession for Chelsea. 19 shots to five for Chelsea. And they can't get it done. They can't score. And uh, with them struggling against, you know, with them struggling against Arsenal, and then they lose to Leicester, both of those games finish 1-0. I don't know how they beat Manchester City for the Champions League, and I'm starting to think they will not. Uh, even though they just beat City like a week ago, and they beat them also in the FA Cup, but it just so they have like that going for them. But it, it is, I think Pep's going to be pulling out all the stops in this Champions League match. And the Chelsea women's lost their Champions League final. So you had them lose to Arsenal, a crosstown rival. They lost to Leicester. And then I think the next day, the women's team lost to Barcelona in the Champions League final. And a uh, really bad week for Chelsea. At least their women's team is still in the main league. Liverpool's got relegated last year. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hey, I follow them on Instagram. They they had a bad year. Every time I would look at their score, it would always be like 2-0, 3-0. So what, Fenway Sports Group not putting money in that team either? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. They have an American, <laughs> actually, I think. I think they signed an American. Um, no one I heard of. I think she was like a. I th at least I thought they did. I will say with the Chelsea Arsenal game, we do rag on uh, refs a lot, but uh, in that game, that goal, that was actually pretty good refereeing. I, I didn't even think about it until after the goal happened, but he could have stopped play after um, Keppa saved the Hands back it, pass. Yeah. yeah, I did see someone say like, you know, we rag on refs, but that was actually one of the few times where they. They actually uh, made pretty good call there. I didn't even think of that too. I was just like, man, what a save! Yeah, and you know, sometimes though they may not call it. I because like sometimes it's like if it's like a, 
you know, like if another player does, if one of their players does touch it and then it's going goal bound, sometimes they let them do that. But I think with this one being such a clear back pass, they would have had to have called it. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that is not good. Not good at all. Um, I don't know why Keppa was playing anyways. Mendy, Mendy's fine, yeah, right? I, I he's been on the bench. He was on the bench for yeah. the FA Cup game, too. I think he wanted Keppa to play in the FA Cup because I think he's played in the FA Cup. So I think he gave him this Arsenal game as like a warm-up, I guess. But And Keppa was fine. It wasn't a problem, but it was just weird. Um you know, Tuchel does tinkle, uh, tinker too much with, with the tinkle. lineups, I think. Yeah, he does tinkle too, but he tinkers too much with the lineups, I think, sometimes. And Chelsea fans are starting to get frustrated with it from what I read I was going to say, I never, I never know who's going to start. Yeah, I mean, it is one of those things, uh, except for you probably know Werner is starting. <laughs> he didn't, though, in the FA. Oh, did he? He didn't start against uh, Arsenal, right? I think no, he didn't, he didn't start, start against Arsenal, but I think he started the FA Cup, yeah. It's kind of been a negative in terms of uh, having so many players is that mm-hmm. sometimes I think that can cause issues. Um, with, yeah, because Tammy like, Abraham hasn't play. played much under him at all. He's your leading scorer. Is he still really? Yeah. That was like a, you see his girlfriend or fiance or whatever, like went off on like Instagram. No, I didn't. <laughs> She was like, how do you keep your highest scoring player on the bench or don't even take him to the game? He was not happy. I know Werner is like actually the leading goal creator, though, because he's got the most assists and plus goals for the team. Jeez. Scary. It's very scary. <laughs> uh, Aston Villa drew with Everton nil-nil, so that positions Everton into having a shot. I guess they're at 56 points with two games to play. They're three points back of Spurs and West Ham. Uh, Then we had right, you know, just a few days later, Manchester United playing again against Liverpool. Liverpool wins this one four to two. Starts off kind of rough. Uh, Ten minutes in, Bruno Fernandes scores a non-penalty. Make it one nil. 34 minutes in, Jota scores. Then Firmino with two goals in the 45th plus three, so the 48th minute. And then he also went back in time and scored one on the 47th to make it 3-1. And then 68th minute, Marcus Rashford scored. And then Mo Salah scoring in the 90th minute to put it away and put it without doubt in keeping Liverpool's top four spots uh, chances alive. What a time for Klopp to get his first ever win at Old Trafford. Is that really his first ever? Yeah, he'd never won there. Wow. That is a really good time, then. <laughs> They've always struggled. It, I, even even uh, the last couple of years, with how amazing they played, for some reason, Old Trafford's just... It's like they play differently. I'm assuming it was mostly like, draws that you'd get. Yeah, a lot of draws, some losses in the start. But it was always like they just didn't they didn't go for it. But they, that was honestly one of their more impressive games of the season in terms of attack. They probably should have scored five or six goals, really. Uh, Manchester City with Newcastle, 4-3. It's kind of a crazy result on Friday. Uh, Newcastle, t- Newcastle took the lead, 25th minute. Uh, then City scored twice to make it 2-1. Then a Joe Ellington penalty to make it 2-2. Then a missed penalty by Joseph Willock. And then uh, he converts uh, to make it 3-2. Then Farron Torres makes it 3-3. Then Farron Torres makes it 4-3. And that's how it finished. So uh, Newcastle's kind of been playing a lot better. We're not going to spend too much time on them, like I said, because they're all the way down at 16th. But they've... They kind of turned it around when they were flirting with relegation, and now they're 12 points over relegation. So they're, they're, they turned it around. It was getting a little risky there, but they figured it out. They put on a good show against Manchester City, the champions. Uh, Leeds beat Burnley 4-0. So not going to spend much time on that, but just Leeds being Leeds, you know, scoring a lot well, of Nick, goals. 
there's a big, a slightly decent storyline in terms of top four. Nick Pope was out that game. Um, and that's the backup goalkeeper has given up like 14 goals in four games this season. And Burnley mm. have a, Burnley play a pretty big role them against Liverpool on Wednesday. So oh, right. Nick, Pope, Nick Pope not playing could possibly be a pretty big deal. Interesting. Southampton beat Fulham 3-1. Not going to spend a lot of time on that. Uh, <laughs> that, that one's settled. They're pretty much all done. Uh, Brighton won, West Ham won. So West Ham couldn't get past Brighton. They really needed that to kind of keep any sort of pace at the top of the uh, top of the league here. They've really fallen off astoundingly. Yeah. Uh, it's, I almost feel like it's reverting to the mean. I know that they kind of yeah. had like that big, they had that big time start. You know, all those, all those games recently where they would jump out to three, no leads, but then you did kind of see them. I mean, they ended up drawing two of them and ended up almost yeah. drawing the third one. <laughs> um, so it, it kind of felt like the moment they stopped that barrage of early goals that you might see some problems. And again, I mean, sometimes it's just other teams are more talented. Tottenham's probably more talented. Um, I'm actually about to sneeze. Um, Bless you. Thank you. Tottenham's probably more talented. I mean, Liverpool have obviously bigger talents. Chelsea have bigger talents. Yeah, it was a fun story, but I it didn't feel like it was going to last. And they kind of proved that here. They had their chances. They had yeah. tons of chances to do it. Crystal Palace beat Villa 3-2. That was another fall from grace there. Uh, Spurs beat Wolves 2-0. Harry Kane scoring. Hoiberg scoring. Make it 2-0 to Tottenham to keep their pace uh, since they fired Jose Mourinho. They've kind of turned it around a bit. Uh, then Liverpool. This was game of the weekend, I think, here with this result where 15 minutes in, Robson Canoe scores to give West Brom the lead. Most a lot equalizes in the 33rd minute, and they have to get all three points pretty much, right, to, to keep yeah, some mean, sort of chance could, going. They technically could have drawn, but it would have, I think at that point, Chelsea would have had to lose against Leicester, and then Liverpool would have to outscore the goal difference if they beat Burnley based off of Chelsea beat yeah. Villa. So it's a lot more convoluted if they drew. And stepping up in the 90 plus five minutes here is Allison <laughs> coming up for the corner kick. And it's hit right to him. He just has to, perfect. nobody's covering him really. He just jumps up, heads it in. And we got a goalkeeper header. Which is it a was, great story. It's like it was, uh, it's like a pitcher hitting a grand slam winner or something. That was actually, you know, it's funny that you kind of mentioned like a comparison. So do you, I don't, I don't know if you'll know him. His name's uh, Brandon McCarthy. He was a MLB pitcher. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He's a big Liverpool fan, uh, and he literally after the game, he was like, he was like, I don't even know what, like I don't even know how you compare that. Like, what do you? like compare that to in, in terms of any sport. And I think the only person that gave a somewhat close description, which I think is actually kind of a good one was um, back in 2013, Auburn in college football ended up winning off of a field goal attempt where they Locked. fielded it. They like fielded it. It did. It, it was short. And oh yeah. I yeah. ran, ran it back to like a hundred yards. We that, were on program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was playing in the break room. <laughs> when I was, I was at work one day, I was at I worked Fantasmic that night because I worked with a girl who was a big Auburn fan, and <laughs> she was like at Fantasmic that night. I was in, in the Utilidor. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy. That was one of the craziest things I think I've I've ever witnessed. But you know, it's I do this habit of games like this where. And it's sometimes it works and it's kind of exciting, but also obviously takes some of the like surprise out of it. So like in games where they're tied and it's getting close to the end, I just kind of get frustrated. And so I'll pull up Twitter, um, which is always like maybe 30, 45 seconds ahead. And I'll just kind of like scroll and kind of hope I see like someone 
say like goal or something like that. And it has worked a couple of times. Um, so it is kind of exciting. Like the Origi versus Everton um, back in, I think it was 2018. Um, that one, I was like watching the game and then everyone's freaking out about a goal. And I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> it's really going to happen. That's funny because like, oh. I, I, I'm the opposite. I hate when I get spoiled. Like I'll be, <laughs> I'll have the notifications on and I'll get the notification for like when I'm watching like MLS or something, even like Orioles. If it's something I'm watching on streaming, I get the notification first and I'm like, ah, oh, I got to remember to turn those off or I flip my phone over so I don't get spoiled. But yeah. No, so I, I, I turned off those because ESPN was always faster on soccer. So I was like, okay, I can't, I yeah. can't do this. So I'm like scrolling through Twitter and like legitimately like some of the writers or like some of the you know fans that I follow were just like angry. They're like, there it goes, like top four is over. And I personally was like, oh, okay, so it must have ended. And then there's this one writer, I forget the name, and he just kind of says, like, after I see a couple of those, he's like, corner for Liverpool. Um, and he was like, he was like, corner for Liverpool, Allison's coming up. Um, and I was like, crazy. And then literally I, like, refresh it. And then literally his next tweet is just Allison scores. But it wasn't, like, exclamation points. It wasn't, like, crazy. Yeah, you're like, just... there's no way this really happened. <laughs> I was, <laughs> but I was also like, I was like, there's no way he's lying. But, like, nobody was saying anything else. There was not a single account, none of the official writers. Like, nobody had said anything. And there was even a tweet after that was like, I can't believe I watched, you know, spent two hours watching this. And then eventually, like, because I just kept scrolling. Because I was like, I need more confirmation. Like, did this really happen? Because I'm still, I'm not even at that corner kick yet. <laughs> and then, all wow. sudden, some, then some people start, like, going, like, and I mean, this is all in like a 30 second span because I just kept like spamming the refresh on Twitter on my phone. And then all of a sudden, well, was that guy, like, was that guy in the stadium or no? I think so. Because yeah. he would be even ahead of the TV people and then you have the TV ahead of you. So yeah, it's probably. Yeah. He, oh no, he definitely is. He's, he's one of the writers that's always at the games. And then all of a sudden, like then it starts coming in and then there's like, oh my God, like, I can't believe that just happened. Oh my, like. And this is like, you know, people over in England. And then there's also like, you know, um, like Barstool Sports pops up with it. And, you know, then there's like, like I said, Brandon McCarthy, he tweets about it. And then um, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but the Daniel Dale, who's like the fact checker for CNN. I feel like he became big over the last year with all the. Oh, COVID. I don't think so. Um, he's like big, he became big with all the like COVID press conferences and stuff. And he's also a Liverpool fan. And so then like, he's also like his tweet, he's like going nuts. And I'm like sitting here going, I haven't seen this yet. Like, and then I see the, I see the corner come in. I, I personally was still going, this can't happen. Like, there's no way, like they're going to, I'm going to scroll and they're going to say Barb ruled it out. Cause that's just, is how things have been going. And I like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like watching it. I'm like, Oh my God. Like that was, I, it was unbelievable. I was like, I, and to be, and oddly enough, I'm happy I found out the way I did. Cause like seeing that Allison scores tweet for some reason was like really like thrilling. I know that kind of takes out the excitement of it, but it was just kind of fun to see like corner Allison's coming up and then all of a sudden Allison scores. And I was like, no way like this, this can't. And then <laughs> it was one of the crazy, I, I've still been watching the highlights today just of that goal. And it's just crazy. It's the perfect header. Like that was, that was better than any Liverpool player this He's entire year. He's Brazilian, man. <laughs> I mean, the last one was Firmino back against Tottenham in December, so it makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's uh, bless you. Sorry, I know, I know um, allergies. Allergies are getting me. Yeah, mine have been getting to me too. I had to hold my sneeze a few times on this too. I just gotta let that thing out. <laughs> but um. <laughs> No, I, I I would think, yeah, I think the Auburn one's good. I would also think, like, a, a if the pitcher delivered a walk-off home run is weird. Because, you know, you don't expect a pitcher to hit a home run unless you're, like, Shohei Otani or something. And uh, I guess with the frequency he's doing it, it's actually not as good of a uh, thing <laughs> anymore like to a, comparison. It'd be, like a, it'd be like the closer, like a, a pitcher who's probably yeah, not the Rivera like... comes out and he hits a home run. Uh Game seven thought, of the World Series or something. I thought it was crazy that that was like the first header. I was like, how are these other goalkeepers scoring? Because like the goalkeeper's only there usually at the very uh, end of the game. Friedel, no, Friedel had his with a free kick. Really? From from the goal. Oh my god! 
it was like a windy day or something, I think. And if you look up Friedel's uh, goal, I think it was when he was at, I forget where he was at when he scored that. But yeah, I think it was just like a goal kick. He kicks it and it goes into the back of the net. Um, <laughs> who was the other one? Howard? I think Tim Howard was the same exact way, actually. So they were scoring from farther out, which means they were actually better goals. But yeah, it's it is what it is. <laughs> it was just like the the timing of it, the fact they needed that win, everything that happened with Allison over the past year with his, with the passing of his father and like how that all occurred. He couldn't go, and I don't know. It was just like it was. It felt like it was meant to be that was <laughs> i just it, it was crazy it, it's speechless it's one of those things where it's like now i'm almost going to be upset if they come out and draw against burnley not because it's going to probably ruin top four but you can't like let a goal like that go to waste like <laughs> now it's like you've got to get top four and look back on the season and go look at what allison like allison's goal was probably the reason here it is i just looked up tim howard's goal okay so this is on Everton's YouTube channel. It is a back pass from Everton's uh, left back to Tim Howard. He hooves it forward. It bounces at the top of the box, goes over the keeper's head, and into the into the goal. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there is actually – what is so good about that, that goal, though, with um, Allison is it's exactly the reason why you call up uh, a goalkeeper you're just hoping that they get you know like okay just get ahead on it and and we'll see if you can keep us alive and it worked beautifully um the only other time i've really seen one like that that works to that perfect um uh was in the Concacaf champions league last year uh they were it was like a, i forget what mexican team it was it may have been tigres or whatever but they were down late and they pulled their keeper all the way up um in the 95th it was like 95th some minute as well and he heads it in to uh to score and that was the last kick and they were like losing on away goals i think at that point and they like moved on it was it was crazy um uh everton lost to sheffield one nil so everton kind of falling off as well there and that's that was pretty much all the games. That game was on Sunday as well, and we have some games tomorrow to look forward to. But before we get there, I just want to talk about these championship playoffs that we had. Bournemouth beat Brentford one nil. Uh, Bournemouth looked pretty good. Yeah, I, I was able to. I didn't watch any of the. Um, I didn't watch any of the second game. Work got kind of hectic at the end, but the first game I was able to watch a lot of. And yeah, I want Brentford to go through, but Bournemouth looked, they looked like the team that was ready to come up to the Premier League compared to Bo- mm-hmm. Brentford just kind of looked, they still just looked like they weren't ready for it. Yeah, aren't I think they said again on this one, they're the team that has made the playoffs the most without getting up to the Premier League. That is brutal. And it's it <laughs> some people on uh Reddit were like, Come on, I want Brentford or Barnsley to come up because I'm I want a new stadium in FIFA. Um <laughs> uh but I also read that if Bournemouth makes it, it will be the first time in history the three teams that got relegated came back up immediately that's pretty insane yeah as much as i don't want that to happen i mean history is obviously always cool you know what though that'll be like this season never took place and it'll be like okay so we had that weird covid season and we're back to the same (laughs) Premier League teams pretty much the following year be the difference would be leads for sheffield which i feel like a lot of people would be i'll take that trade yeah yeah let's just say um well it it would be kind of nice because I, I won't lie, like you know, Fulham and West Brom were, they're, I they're, they weren't exciting to watch. They're very sit back, hope for the best, and it just didn't work out. What I do like about Norwich, they played a little bit like Leeds. They actually went out and tried to attack, and that's actually why they got relegated because their defense wasn't that good. But apparently they've gotten better. Um, you know, Leeds goes out and tries to attack. I don't know too much about how Watford's been playing, but. Um, I didn't 
I didn't dread playing them as, as a Liverpool fan. I didn't dread that game as much as I was dreading going to West Brom or playing Fulham or playing even Sheffield where I was like, this is going to be a plotting defensive battle. And I don't find those to be a whole lot of fun to watch. Um, so, I mean, that's why I, you know, I, Bournemouth, I did always feel played a little bit more attack minded too. So if it has to be those three, I actually think it's not really all that bad in terms of games for the upcoming season. I think they'll be a lot more exciting and you're not going to have as many, we're going to park the bus teams. Um, and just think that's good for the game. Cause I, I, I know you see it a lot too, probably with Chelsea is that a lot of the top teams, when they face those bottom teams, they just kind of sit back and try to play the counter. And I like Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're probably in terms of top teams, like the top half of the table, they're probably the worst when it comes to that. I think Everton I will say are actually though, alone. Arsenal played a hell of a game though. I, I can really appreciate when they play that way, to be honest, because I, it reminds me of the uh, the Chelsea winning the Champions League type thing. And if I, that's how I want Chelsea to actually play against City this this upcoming uh, play, play defensive Champions League. and break yeah. the counter. Yep. Just I mean, that's what they're more built to do anyway. So just absorb and because if you try to play toe to toe with City, they're going to they're going to run you out with their quality. Yeah. Um, Barnsley lost to Swansea. Andre Ayu scored a really good goal. This probably would have been called offside by VAR because <laughs> it was millimeters, uh, but they don't have VAR in this. So, uh, But it was just a good goal, really good goal. And Barnsley did not really play all that well. They had 11 shots, but they were mostly just hoofing the ball forward mm. a lot of times. And, uh, you know, they didn't really get... Daryl DK a lot of service like at all and that uh, it's not how you're going to score any goals and uh, Swansea just looked better uh, now there's no way goals in this so yeah I had to look said, that up I couldn't I couldn't yeah. remember they said it on the telecast for at least one of the ones so I was able to because I couldn't remember either um, but yeah so these second legs are on Saturday oh really Yes, and then the finals on Champions League Day, the 29th. Something to watch on Saturday. Uh, yeah, and then we have tomorrow, we have Oxford versus Blackpool in the League One playoff. And then on the 19th, Lincoln versus Sunderland. So Sunderland in there, they're trying to work their way back up. Can they do it? We'll see. On the 18th, Newport versus Forest Green for the League Two playoff, and May 20th, Tranmere versus Morecam, uh, Morecambe uh, for the playoff as well. And though that final is on the 31st, um, we have some games to look forward to, and I think that's all we have left. Okay, so Manchester United versus Fulham tomorrow, Tuesday, 18th. One o'clock, same time. Southampton versus Leeds. Two o'clock, Brighton versus City, and three fifteen, the big one, Chelsea versus Leicester. This is really going to have a lot of implications. Oh, for I've, the Champions. In my League. spare in my spare time, because I love numbers, I like to sit there and go through like every scenario possibility. Yeah, it's fun. I, I actually really enjoy that about um, any sport, really. But soccer, I think, has it more so because of how they handle points. Um, Soccer obviously. has it for like standings, and I think baseball has it for every other stat you want to possibly <laughs> <laughs> number wise you can look up. I say because I was like looking at it, going like every team has something in terms of those three. You know, Leicester if they win, they're in Champions League like that. Chelsea can't go above Leicester at that point, so if, if Leicester do have yeah. a bit to play for if they win Champions League, and that that's guaranteed. They can lose. Do the you last think game they're think there'd be a little hangover from winning the FA Cup against them, or do you think uh, like, okay, so let's see. If Chelsea doesn't win this game, and they don't win the Champions League final, and let's say they don't make top four as a whole, does Tuchel deserve to stay? Like, I know they were on a really yeah, great run. Okay, I was going to say, I know they were on a yeah. great run before, but they would lose two finals and not make the top four when that's what they got him to get rid of Frank for. So that's, I wonder how that would work. 
Well, I mean, he he clearly improved them. I think the problem is is that whether or not they win anything or if they don't make top four, I don't. Tuchel isn't a placeholder. Like if if it was, there's a lot of coaches out there where I'd be like, you know what, he was brought in specifically to do this. If he doesn't do it, he's like out. Like a Roberto Di Matteo. <laughs> yeah, they so it's like, yeah, so it's like, obviously it would be a disappointment, but I, I don't think a coach of Tuchel's stature is going to be just going, like, come into a situation where he's like, okay, Chelsea is really struggling. Top four is not looking good. Don't look like they might make any type of deep tournament run. I know you're brought in to work your magic, but, you know, it they weren't in a spot where it was like, oh, they're in third place and playing really well, but they don't like Lampard. Like, they were struggling, and he turned it around. So I, while I do think in my head, I I do think they're the team that's going to get left out because I, I, I do kind of see – I don't see them winning. Liverpool's I on mean, a run. Yeah, that's the issue. Liverpool is on a good run right now, and Chelsea's not. And I was like, I do I, I kind of see the game. I'm, I feel like the game's going to end in a draw because it's still pretty safe for Leicester. I do think there's going to be a bit of an FA Cup hangover, so it actually wouldn't shock me if Chelsea won. I think Leicester winning is, in terms of what I think odds of happening, Leicester winning is the one I kind of put the lowest odds just because I don't feel like you see that happen very often is a team beat a team two times in that type of span, especially when one of the games is for a trophy but it wouldn't shock me to see it in like nil-nil, both teams tired, sloppy. Like, I mean, I, I that's how I see it happening. But whether or not it, he gets top four, I, I don't think will be a contingent on his job. Now, if he's struggling, if for some reason Chelsea are struggling next year, especially if they don't get anything, or all they have is the league and like Carabount FA Cup and Europa, where you can play a bunch of backups, then he's going to be in trouble. But... Right now, he's fine. I will say, as somebody that's been aware of how Ebrahimovic runs things, I would say he probably needs to get top four, to be honest. I would be shocked if he... Now, look, I think they might finish top four, but I think if they don't, and they don't win the Champions League to get back into the Champions League, I could see Roman pulling the trigger, as crazy as it might sound. Not saying that that's what I would want or anything, but I, yeah. I think that that is something that they would do because I've kind of seen that happen. <laughs> but, I mean, Roberto Di Matteo won the Champions League and then, like, a few games into the next season, they were like, you're out of here. So, like, that is yeah. uh, just... We'll see how it goes, but... Because I, I, I think he signed a two... Did he sign, like, a two-year deal? I don't remember. But it was... Um, it could be a really bad week for Chelsea coming up here. And if they don't, you know, if they don't win this game against Leicester and they don't get top four within the the last game of the season and then at the end of the month, if they don't win the Champions League and they lost the FA Cup and they lost all this stuff, uh, the way that the newer Chelsea fans are, where, you know, they they're kind of wanting trophies and, and stuff. Uh, there could be some pressure there. Um, especially because Tuchel is not like a club le- legend like Frank. That was kind of letting Frank ride under some of the pressure for a bit. And the way that the board is, I'd be I'd be worried if I was Thomas Tuchel if I don't solidify top four. But you know what? Maybe he'll be like, eh, maybe he'll see what we see that they improved, but and give them a full season. I think that's the smart thing to do, and probably what they will end up doing. But I just would not be shocked if <laughs> the day they don't get top four and the day the Champions League final ends, if we start hearing reports of them parting ways. I think it's kind of it. It is kind of fun though when you look at the last uh, like the next two days is you know at this time in 48 hours we'll have such a clear picture too on the top four because Chelsea could win tomorrow and if Chelsea win they put themselves pretty much in the driver's seat um and yeah for people that don't know that would put them at 67 points they would leapfrog Leicester who has 66 if Liverpool win that puts them at 66 points and depending on how those goals shake out 
you guys are even on gold differential right now. That could potentially yeah. play a role into it. It's if it goes it's tight that, up there. if it goes that way and you go minimum goal difference in terms of the results. Chelsea would be at 67 with a 23 goal difference. Liverpool would be at 66 with a 22. And um, Leicester would be at 66 with 20. And then you also have to play into account goals for because that's going to be the tiebreaker after goal difference. And Leicester right now have that on Chelsea and Liverpool. Chelsea are actually, that's where they struggle is that their goals for, they don't want that to be the tiebreaker because they're not going to beat either unless they... Nope. Go crazy and score ten goals. Yeah, Chelsea has fifty five, um, <laughs> Leicester is sixty five, and Liverpool is sixty three. Chelsea yeah, have so. that's Chelsea's scoring problems there. If you look at these goal differentials, we have the same goal differential type thing going on, but they give up less. Chelsea does, and they score less, and that is yeah. their problem and why they're finding themselves in these situations of losing one nil. And that's where being a Liverpool fan, obviously, I look at it from Liverpool fans' perspective as to what I would prefer, which, oddly enough, like for Liverpool itself, I would prefer Leicester winning tomorrow because it does put it to where Liverpool can go two points ahead of Chelsea, but also they could draw and still be in a safe spot because they would be then tied on goal difference at work, like at best, technically, you could be tied on goal difference because then Chelsea would drop to plus 21 if they lose by a goal. And then it goes into right. goals, and then that makes the last game even more hectic because it could be anything. Um, there's, 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 just, there's, a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of scenarios. There's Leicester winning by a lot, Chelsea winning by, like, a lot if that happens, which I don't think so. But, like, you know, if Chelsea go off and win, say Chelsea – blow them out 4-0 that could make it even harder because then if Liverpool win you know you're mm-hmm. looking at Liverpool with like a five goal difference to the point where they just have to win you're not probably going to see and Tottenham still have stuff to play for too you know Tottenham yeah most likely will have to play all out in the last game to guarantee getting Europa because if they don't win their last two West Ham could win their last two and then Tottenham's in Europa Conference League and I think that will guarantee Harry Kane's going to piece the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what, I got to play against uh, some team I can't pronounce right now? Yeah, if anyone wants uh, to look at it, Dale, uh, Dale Johnson's got like a little, keeps track of the teams, and if you look at who's qualified already for that Europa Conference League, you're, there's a lot of vowels in those, <laughs> in those teams. Uh, so let's talk about Wednesday. We got Everton versus Wolves at 1 o'clock, Newcastle and Sheffield at 1 o'clock. Tottenham versus Aston Villa at 1 o'clock. Crystal Palace and Arsenal at 2. Burnley and Liverpool at 3.15. West Brom, West Ham at 3.15. That's the West Derby there. Uh, Then on Sunday is Decision Day, as we'll call it. Right? What is it actually called? Survival Sunday sometimes? I don't know what they call it. Well, everybody's already down. I think it used to. I was going to say, I think it used to kind of be that. But yeah, like you said, there's... There's nothing yeah. to play for. Now, we'll, we'll call it top four Sunday. So here we go. Uh, I'll read them out. This is all at 11 a.m. Because by the next time we record, we will know what happened. That's exciting. Uh, it snuck up on us here, actually, to be honest. <laughs> Arsenal versus Brighton at 11 a.m. Brighton early. Uh, Aston Villa versus Chelsea. So Villa have Spurs and Chelsea back-to-back. Fulham versus Newcastle. Leeds versus West Brom. Leicester versus Tottenham. That's a huge game. Huge game. Liverpool versus Palace. City versus Everton. Sheffield versus Burnley. West Ham versus Southampton. And Wolves versus United. Uh, Manchester United, by the way. That's who I'm talking about there when I just said United. Uh, So we have Liverpool kind of easy schedule there, right? They got Burnley and Crystal Palace. So they have no excuses unless if they have I mean, no excuses if the other teams slip up is what I'm saying. Yeah, I was going to say, look at their bench. You're not exactly like if, if, if there's a point where they're struggling, they got nothing going on there. <laughs> they're, they're basically a wounded, they're the walking wounded at this point, And you're just like, I don't care how they win. Just, I don't know. Allison at striker. Can you put them? 
Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was I score three goals, and I'll just be like, you know what? If that's what it takes, like, <laughs> you're at this point, everybody's out for the season. Jota's out for the season. Heck, even the two center backs they signed in January are now out for the season. <laughs> so <laughs> they literally are running on fumes at this point. Well, at least they have an easy schedule then. They don't have to face the tough teams. Because um, Chelsea has Leicester and Villa. That can be tough. Leicester have Chelsea and Spurs. That's tough. Um, and that's really all who we're concerned about right now. <laughs> so that is... Uh, I mean, Arsenal has Brighton and who they have? Uh, Palace. So they have a pretty cupcake schedule. If they're going to have any shot of moving up the table. But, Yeah. It, it worked out pretty well the way that it's structured with Leicester finishing against Chelsea and Spurs. That's pretty big. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a pretty hectic um, couple of days. I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued to watch the the end of it. Obviously, I hope for the best Liverpool wise, but I mean, if you can't have a good uh, relegation battle at the end, at least you can have a bunch of teams battling for Europe spots, and they're not really. It's not even like they're battling to stay in and out of Europe. It's like a bunch of teams that are already in Europe battling to see what tournament they play in. Yeah. You know, how much money they get from which tournament. Uh, Kane and Salah tied for 22 goals. So they have two games to work that out. Whoever is going to get that. Whoever has the most assists. I think right now it leads with Kane. Um. Yeah, uh, just for fun, let's just take a quick look at Spain because that's heating heating up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was at one point, what, a 10-point lead for Atletico at some point, I think, when we were talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> and now it is a two-point lead. 83 points for Atletico Madrid. Uh, 81 points for the Super League founders, Real Madrid. And 76 points for Barcelona. In third, they were eliminated from contention this weekend when they lost to Celta Vigo. Two to one. Meanwhile, Luis Suarez, uh, Luis Suarez uh, scores the winner, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, yep. after they let him walk to Atletico Madrid. So karma right and uh i'm pulling for atletico here because of real madrid pulling their stunt with the super league they're still saying that it's gonna be a thing and they're threatening to sue all these people and stuff so that's that's fun that's a lot of fun and who they play against well they have one game left and they don't structure them all at the same time for whatever reason uh, the I mean, like, the Saturday games are the important ones. Real Madrid plays Villarreal at 12. Real Valad, uh, Valladolid versus Atletico Madrid at 12 o'clock as well. But they have games on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so that's kind of interesting. I think all the big ones happen on Sunday. I know, or maybe it's... Saturday. Yeah, it's, is it Saturday? I thought it was Sunday. All, well, Saturday is like the days that Barca, Madrid, and Atletico all play at oh, okay. 12. It's an exciting weekend because, I mean, if you go, I mean, besides the Bundesliga, that's kind of dumb. I mean, that is dumb. <laughs> There's nothing exciting about that, that league. How did that finish up? Let me take a look. Did, did Byron Dorm, win that? Dorm- I'm just kidding. (laughs) Possibly a big thing is Dortmund did clinch Champions League. So that could be, they're going to be a big factor in the transfer market, not because they're buying somebody, but they hold two of the uh, most expensive players probably in the world. (laughs) They don't have to sell them now. I think Sancho's gone, but I actually, I wouldn't shock me to see Holland stay. Stay one more year until this COVID stuff is officially behind us and you can get a big money move. I was going to say, like, it, he, it kind of puts him in the same boat as Sancho. Sancho came on, was huge, and then there was, like, a bunch of rumors, but then he stays an extra year, um, and then, then he leaves, and then Holland's kind of in the same boat. I think, I think Sancho's gone, and I think it's going to be United or Liverpool ending up with him. If Liverpool make Champions League, I actually I think they do do something big, and it, it does seem like that's becoming a somewhat rumor in the Liverpool circles. Yeah, well, Sancho. you know Sancho's not going to City. That's yeah. all you have to know. <laughs> That's uh, probably why Liverpool are in it, possibly. <laughs> yeah. 
It's there and United that are really linked to Sancho all the time, but I don't know if they can. I don't know if United can get him now. I think they're kind of. They have a lot of those type of players. But yeah, so that league finished with Bayern in first. Surprise, surprise. Leipzig in second. That'll be where Jesse Marsh is coaching next season. Dortmund in third. Wolfsburg in fourth right now. They have one game left. Um. Right? Or they have a few games left. Uh, Bundesliga is just one. They just they only have 17 or 18 games. Yeah, yeah. So they have 34 games. Right? Yep. 18 plus 18 is 36. Minus 2 is 34. Yep, there you go. Okay. You do that a lot more complicated than I would have. How do you do it? I just take the amount of teams, subtract by 1, and then times by 2. So... Oh, uh, well, I do. I subtract the two because you don't play yourself twice. So that's I'm doing the same <laughs> thing. I'm just doing it at a higher number. I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not much really to shake out there. I think the top four is sealed because Frankfurt's in 57 points and you can't get four points. So, yeah, that's sealed. Yeah, Bundesliga. I think the bottom half, the relegation. Uh, to seventh place. Uh, seventh place is up for grabs with... Munchen Gladbach and Union Berlin and Stuttgart and Freiburg. Mm. Relegation. Uh, yeah, technically Werder Bremen can climb out of there and Arminia Bielefeld can drop down into the spot that has to do the playoff. Oh, and Cologne can move up as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think England's the only one that has a, a basically no relegation. I think the rest of the leagues have some sort of relegation that could change, if I remember correctly. Let's take a look at France while we're here. They got one game left, right? Lille. Yep. They, yeah, Lille leads by one point. That's exciting. I think, I think PSG will choke this. I think Lille wins. Yeah, I do too. Lille have... I think some, I saw some earlier. Lille, have, Lille might have the best defensive record in Europe this year in regards They've to league play. Only given up 22 goals. Yeah. 40 it's, goal differential. Their defense is apparently crazy good. We'll say though, PSG has only given up 28 and they've scored 84. <laughs> 56 goal differential. Um, PSG played Brest, which is a team in 16th place. And Lille faces Angers, who's in 12th. So PSG has the easier schedule. And that game's on Sunday at 3 o'clock if you ever can find Liga 1 on BN Sport. If you have BN Sport, I think it's on. Not a lot of people do anymore. I used to. Did you? Yeah. I never had. I've never had. I watched a couple Liga 1 games, but I don't know. It's. I will, none of the leagues have the same. England is the only league I've watched where I can watch two mid-table teams and still have, like, the games seem to be a little bit more exciting. And we got Juve in fifth in Italy. They're pretty much... They can, they can jump into the Champions League because they have Napoli and Milan with 76 points and Juve has 75 and Atalanta even has 78, so you, they could jump all the way up to second <laughs> if things worked out. <laughs> now, in order to jump all the way up to second, they have to make up a nine-goal differential, so most likely they can only jump up to third, but yeah, they uh, theoretically can jump up to second. But Inter Milan, as we talked about a few weeks ago, has clinched clinch that title we got inner and first Atalanta in second milan in third napoli in fourth juve in fifth lazio in sixth and roma in seventh we got all the big boys up there somebody's gonna be sad at the end of that season oh could you imagine if roma's in the europa conference league <laughs> jose Mourinho. yep <sighs> yeah, that, yeah could you imagine he'll complain about that schedule um, he'll dominate he if he doesn't win the Europa Conference League. There's then, a problem. Yeah, <laughs> he's the first manager. I, I'm sure he's probably won. He probably hasn't won Europa. Has he won Europa? I think he did with United. 
I would say he could be the first ever manager to do it. I think that would be a great opportunity. Um, and I think he should take yep. it. <laughs> he, uh, so Rafa Benitez was the first one to win the Europa Cup uh, and the Europa League. That's the same competition. Uh, and then he won the... Jose won the UEFA Cup with Porto and the Europa League with United. So actually, he won the Europa League with Porto as well, and then the following year won the Champions League with Porto. So that's pretty big for Hmm. Jose. Um, So yeah, he could be the first one that wins this other... um, this other one here. This uh, Europa Conference League. And he'll have all three. Pretty exciting, uh, if that's exciting to you. But yeah, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. We've rambled on long enough. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Stoppage Time. No, Stoppage Show. There you go, on Twitter. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Email us, Stoppage Time Show at gmail.com or Instagram us at Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Uh, I'm pretty sure next week it'll probably just be me and Matt. I'm just going to call that now if you're still listening, Logan. And (laughs) we will catch you all (laughs) next week. Thanks again. Kane has stolen it at the death. That's what he's there for. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the English Premier League from our perspective. We'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.